I'ma test this out right quick on yeah. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I said what I said. I'ma keep it real with you. Got a little inside scoop. You ready for it? Uh oh. Okay. It's so juicy. Is that your man or no? Oh my goodness. If it isn't little miss attitude. And that's hitting the fuck. Single in the city, the real in relationships, and surviving single. With me, starring Chelsea. What's up, bitches? We're back. It's another week of being not so single as fuck in the world of Chelsea Lamore. And I got my favorite play cousin in the penthouse. I don't know if we're real cousins or play cousins. I really don't know, but we've always claimed it. Yes, I literally was telling my friend today on the way here, I was like, I have my cousin coming from LA. And I was like, I don't know if we're real cousins or not, but she's always at family functions and we've known each other our whole lives. So I'm just roll with it. And she looks just like Issa Rae. Stop. I get that a lot. It's you do. definitely a compliment, but... Yes. Issa Rae is beautiful. I love her. But you did her it first. Not, uh, well, she's older, but yeah. you did it first. Low-key, Because yes. I knew you first. Exactly. Exactly. All in perspective. Um, but yeah, she is a powerhouse. I love her. Um, yeah, definitely goals, so... So, Jasmine is here from L.A. Hey. How long have you been in L.A.? I've been there almost five years. It'll be five years in July. That long? I know. Time flies. It seems like it was just like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. It flies. It flies. And it's definitely been a learning curve for sure. For okay. sure. Like, uh, when I first moved there, it was off a whim. I really just needed really? something new. I just wanted something different. I was in a relationship that I felt like I was not growing okay. in. Because <laughs> these niggas uh, will give you, they yeah, will stunt the growth. No shade, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I felt like I just needed to make a move. And so, um, you know, I was 25. I said, fuck it. Let's just do really? it. Really? Um, and I've been Well, you did it with since. Grace because I thought it was planned. Okay, and I've just been, been making sub- mo- stumbling into greatness <laughs> since I've been there. As long God as you get there. Is, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I can't wow. explain it all. First of all, I know, I personally know one person that went, black person that went to USC. Okay. That's Who you. That? Oh. <laughs> you are the black. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> I was like, wait, who is that? You represent them all. Because you are the only person I know that has gone to USC. So I want to give you a... Oh, thank when you, When I saw girl. you were at USC, I was like, oh, bitch. Girl, I said the same thing when I got that admission letter. I was like, y'all sure about this? Wow. But it was truly a blessing. And it really just put my career path where I wanted to so be. So when you went to California, you weren't going with the plans. No, to girl. It's always been... So I graduated from ODU, a first-generation college. Come everything. on. Didn't even know how to start the application mm-hmm. process, nothing. And I always knew I wanted to go back to grad school because my major was psychology. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, I have to specialize in something. Mm-hmm. You know, psychology is just too broad. Right. Um, and But it was always in the back of my mind. So when I moved to L.A., um, I was working for AmeriCorps. Working, uh, AmeriCorps. Yeah, so it's uh, the what domestic version of the Peace Corps. Ah, okay. So I was Jeez. getting okay. I was getting my service work on, okay. working for pennies and scratching. But mm. it was it was a great learning experience. And once I finished that, I had in my mind like either you're gonna apply to grad school now or you're never gonna do it. Mm. And USC was on my list, and they hit me wow. back like come 
mess with us, come fuck with us. What? And I I was so surprised, but um, that experience was so invaluable. So yes. I mean, I li- you ever, like, see somebody on social media, someone you know, and, like, they're from the same place that you are? You're like, yes, get it. Like, that's literally how I felt, like, cheering mm. for you. Like, I'm like, I know her, y'all. The love is so yes. real because I know it's genuine coming from yes. you. I feel like, I don't know when we even met, maybe third or fourth grade, yes. and it's always been a click. Like, we have always connected, so to hear you Supporting me in my DMs and like every yes. time I come home, it's always love. I really appreciate. That, it's funny sure. you said that. We met in third grade, so uh-huh. every week we have the single song of the week. Uh huh. And <laughs> <laughs> I have my single song of the week. Okay. And I will give you a hint. Okay. Third grade. Okay. I love this type of. Song. Okay, so I'm gonna recite the words, and you have to tell me what song it is. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. <sighs> Let's see. Wait, where was it? So you saying third grade? This song, I'm just trying to get get myself prepared. It's a throwback. Stuff. It's a. Throwback. It's a throwback. It's a distinct moment in our childhood that I knew okay. you were different. Okay. Not even trying to be funny. Okay. I knew you were different. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. AKA low key weird, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to get rich, leave you in the hood. Girl, in my eyes, you the baddest. The reason why I love you, you don't like me, because my status. This is a tough one. Can I repeat, please? (laughs) Okay. I don't want to get rich, leave you in the hood. Girl, in my eyes, you the baddest. The reason why I love you, you don't like me, because of my status. Is it uh, Mace? Yes! Yes! Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's made. Tell me what you, you want, want from me. me. <laughs> now let me see. tell you why. <laughs> why? You're probably gonna be like, what? You know, there are certain people that like, no matter what, it's like a distinct moment that you yes. always remember about them. I remember us being at elementary school. We were at Chalkley Elementary, and that was around the time that May said that he was leaving to be a pastor. Oh my God, what did we I were say in- <laughs> all week? I know I had such a strong personality at that time, and I felt like I was probably 60 years old in a girl. We were like, in the lunch what line. What did I say? And oh I was God. like, Mace is not rapping no more. He's about to be a pastor. And Jasmine looked at me and was like, I think it's so great that he found the Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's so great that he found the Lord. And it was such a mature statement. And I probably just looked away like, um, you pass did. me the fork, please. You like, oh did. Oh, my God. You did. You were the first person. I was like, she knows God for real, y'all. Like, she was like, I'm so glad that he found the Lord. Oh. Like, oh, this is a my blessing. my God. And you remember that to this day. That was the like, moment that I knew you were different. I feel like in a good so way. many people have stories like that. People who knew me in my childhood, they know distinct things that yes. I did that was just, like, weird as crap. Like, <laughs> things that I just should not have been saying. Like, I felt like I was literally 60 in an eight-year-old body. Like, I still you feel like that You said it with a spirit day. of discernment. Ooh. You said it okay. with, in case is close. We're not going to talk about him No anymore. discussion. Oh, my God. You said, God. I am glad that he found the Lord. 
It's a blessing. Jesus. And I was well, like, and the thing is, what do you, what can you say? What do you first of all, you're also eight, so you're like, what? Who right? I'm like, am I talking who am I talking to right like, now? I like, felt I felt like a heathen. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I was so upset that Mace was sorry. not rapping anymore. Okay, as you should have been. Oh, what was wrong but I with knew. the girl? Oh my god. I said she is different, y'all. Very she is different. Uh, she is I'm the enlightened s- one. I'm still weird. <laughs> But you were mature enough to be like, Uh, I'm glad he found the Lord. I'm still old as hell. So this single song of the week was inspired by the Reverend Deacon Junior Bishop Jasmine. Jasmine. Whoa. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just going to add that to my Rolodex of weird things. I believe I said it. I totally believe it. I don't think I ever told you that. I told you about that. I really was like, wow. And I've like carried that with me all Ooh, twenty years. What's wrong with her? <laughs> all twenty years of my life, oh, I have been holding God. that. Well, like, thank we you for not. releasing because we about to buzz down after we finish this podcast. <laughs> okay, Thanks, hey, so <laughs> everybody that comes on the show, they have to give their ass fuck. Are you okay. single as fuck? Is it complicated as fuck? <clears throat> you stop. I ain't me? even got a single as fuck. Single as a $2 bill. What? Yes. Okay, so yes. that brings me to a question, because I had a conversation with my friend on the way here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm really interested to talk to her about the dating life in L.A. as a black girl. Because I feel like it probably sucks. It does. And speaking of my twin, Issa Rae, I saw her in uh, at this conference live. And there, Did she, she see was, you? I don't believe, but I felt Because if she did, spirit. I feel like she would think it's her. I felt her, you know... I felt that we locked eyes mm-hmm. at least once or twice in the midst of 30,000 people. Like, we locked eyes. Okay. Anyway, um, she, so there was a panel. You know, there was uh, people coming up asking questions, and they were like, you know, she's from L.A. Inglewood. And people were coming up. One person asked, what is dating life like in L.A.? Mm. Um, and she says, she responded, if you're going to date in L.A., don't. Like, it's oh, shit. <laughs> simple okay. as that. And that is how I feel about the entire experience. Really? Um, it's tough. What it do you is... think makes it so tough? Because I, I have a theory of my own. I think everybody knows they have options. Mm. Um, particularly males. Mm-hmm. As a heterosexual female, I feel as though a lot of the guys I've talked to, been friends with, platonic and you know intimate Mm -hmm. they know they have options they know that they're the commodity exactly and when you look at it numbers wise the ratio is really off too Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of women to very few men Mm -hmm. and black la is i was just about to and let's just go ahead and make that even smaller by saying black (laughs) black la is really really small it's so small that very funny story. Um, I, uh, how do I preface <laughs> this? This is this you know it's a story where it's like, I don't I know, even know where to I don't start. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> when I first moved to LA, uh, my ex at the time, he was living in LA as well. Okay. Um, and Ooh, wow. Right. How did we get to that point? Right. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but I was at a friend's uh, game night for Halloween. Girl, okay. I walk in the game night. Guess who's sitting on the couch? You lying. Black LA. Half a dime size. You yeah. lying. It's, it's like I went all the way on the other side of the country just to see your black ass again. Exactly. And I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the 
the black young entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like people flock together because you know they're trying to make connections, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. And I think people with similar mindsets tend to just gel together, and that's the case with Black LA. People mm. who are doing things, people who are quote unquote social figures, Girl. Um, <laughs> they tend, Girl. they tend to flock together, and so um, that's what just makes it so small. And that's just one instance, one story of. Of that. I also have a theory too about it being hard to be a black woman and date in LA because already niggas act like they too good for black okay. women. Mm-hmm. Once they started, <laughs> let's just be real. A lot of times, yeah. our black men already are looking to date outside their race, and then when they get to LA, and there's like so many more options, and it's the Instagram bitches mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of these different mm-hmm. types of women. It's like black women are so easily mm-hmm. to be overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. It's a heightened sense of that in L.A. So Absolutely. I can only imagine that it's harder there. I would agree. And, I mean, I've had several conversations with my dad, my brothers about this. And the best analogy that we've come up with is it's uh, it's kind of like having a, a new pair of Jordans or a retro mm. pair of sneakers that, you know, don't nobody else come got. On. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I'm I'm this, this guy coming to the hood where pretty much everybody doesn't have anything, but right. if I show up with something foreign on my on <laughs> right. my arm, it's gonna draw the attention mm-hmm. that I'm thinking I need. However, mm-hmm. I'm not looking that you know, that person is not looking into if this girl has the substance that they need <sighs> to sustain a relationship, mm-hmm. they're not looking into the details. And so I think there's a lot of that in LA because there's a lot of vanity yes. in LA for sure. A lot sure. of smoke and mirrors. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of shade. <laughs> Do you think that if you were. Well, first, let me ask you this. Do you. Because some people are like, you can be single and be happy to be single. Um, well, happy while you're single and still kind of want a relationship where it would be nice. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of in that space? You know what? I think I just start tiptoeing into that space. Um, I've been single now for three years, um, just regrouping, rebuilding mm-hmm. myself, really investing in me, figuring mm-hmm. out what I want, you know, mm-hmm. who I want to be, what do I bring to the table, mm-hmm. and trying to live up to what I want my partner to bring to the table. Because right. if I can't do the same, then that's really lopsided. Mm-hmm. So I've been really... Meet the expectations uh, of your expectations. Okay, come on. It's a trending meme at this time, ain't it? <laughs> Um, so I've been just really working on myself, but I, I found that in these past couple months, I've been like, I might be ready. Ready. You know, I might be a little ready okay. to see or tiptoe into something serious. Um, simply because I feel like I am that, I'm that relationship type of girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like, I love love. Yeah, We were and just talking about that. Yes. <laughs> and I am constantly on my soapbox about black women being able to express that they love love. Mm -hmm. I think so many times that we say like, oh, I would like to be in a relationship. Well, get to know yourself. (laughs) I got to know myself. And I know that I'm ready. Or I know that I am a wife. Or Mm -hmm. I am a, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting companionship. But people will make, especially black women, feel weak for wanting that. Yeah. I love that she said that. I don't don't mm -mm. see any weakness in that. You know when you want to feel. There's actually strength in that, yeah. Yeah, you know when you need support. It takes a strong person to know when they need support. Mm. It takes a strong person to know. No, come okay. on, come on. That they need someone who compliments mm-hmm. their traits and their skills. Like that's very important. And people who say they don't, that's that's really inhumane. Yes. We're here to be with someone, people, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Do you think that if you were home 
that you would be in a relationship or have met somebody? That is something else. Because <laughs> I literally just asked myself that the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how would I know somebody probably would have crept up from yeah. elementary, <laughs> middle, somewhere. Like, what's up? Hopping in the DM. But um, I don't know. I probably would be in a serious, like, talk situationship, mm-hmm. we'll call it. All yeah. of S's situationship. Mm-hmm. I would be in a serious situation I feel like if I were here because I do think that like proximity and location really does make a difference in like the dating landscape Mm -hmm. like if you go through the bible belt they getting married Mm -hmm. OD young and thinking about marriage at like 20 for what sis like no yeah and so like maybe without us even realizing we probably have more southern values around like 25 people be like okay maybe I'm gonna stop acting up right (laughs) but in LA it's like you can go as long as you want because Uh really it's kind of run off money yeah, and, and people and have so many dreams. It's like people are constantly chasing something mm. out in L.A. Mm. Like, people are so ambitious out there. There right. are a lot of connections to be made. And I think people, I don't want to generalize, but people are just more selfish. They're thinking about themselves, mm-hmm. which I don't think is a bad thing. No, If you're in that space and time, like, hey, There's work nothing on you, wrong with do what selfish. you need to do for you. But it that timeline is stretched out much further in LA mm-hmm. um and I don't think people are paying as much attention out there because and y'all no look good longer out there. You think so? I First think of all, hold, let me just say baby. this. Because you've always been beautiful. But oh. you definitely got your sexy on. Hey. Every time hey. I get on the ground, I'm like, because you know like when you're watching somebody and then like, like I said, there'll be a moment you'll be like, hold up. <laughs> she glowing a little wait, bit wait. different. <laughs> like, I mean, you are wait, Okay. okay. <laughs> Self, I cannot. Eating all of the I natural oats and berries, yeah, organic yeah, sunlight. Yeah. She got the LA diet, the quinoa and shit. Okay. She be on the Insta stories. I'm like, I'm so glad she's doing this because I cannot. No, honestly, I feel like it was a part of finding myself mm-hmm. because I, I don't know. I've always been somebody who I'm. I'm first of all, I'm a Cancerian woman, so mm. I'm very emotional, and I feel like the things that I do on a daily basis contribute to my wellness. I mean, mental, physical, mm-hmm. all things. Um, and so once I began to get on that, on the good foot with just right. doing things the right way and really feeding myself with goodness mm-hmm. all around, like that glow up is inevitable. Come on. Um, and I, yeah, I can't live without it now. Just, I mean, but you've always been the type of person. You've always been smart, Focus. Once you put your mind on something, like I'm obsessed. Another <laughs> random fact. Okay. Oh my god, I can't take no more of these embarrassing. We facts. were in. I can't remember whose class it was. I want to say was it Miss Diamonds. Oh my god, that lady. She used to smell like coffee and yes! cigarettes every coffee morning. Coffee cigarettes, and she had really rough callus yes! nails. And- she, she invented the stiletto shape. Yes. Her nails were, we're natural pointy. stilettos. Yes. I was so scared. Miss Thymus was what, third grade? Second I, grade. Fourth, I think. Fourth grade. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have been fourth grade because what I remember, I remember I am, to this day, spelling is not my thing. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, a bitch can read. Okay. <laughs> and I can spell. But, like, I just get hung up on dumbass words sometimes. Yeah. Right? The English language is ridiculous. <sighs> like, it is a word that when I go to spell, I always think oh of you. Oh, my God. What is it? Wednesday. Oh, my God. Wednesday. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! I remember being in class and I'm like, I cannot get Wednesday. Oh. And Jasmine was like, 
just think of it like this. Oh my God. Whitney Ends Day. I don't know. I was, I told y'all, I'm, I was 60. I, I'm, I'm and like it a, still sticks with me to this I'm day. I'm a 60 year old Whitney Ends Day. <laughs> Yeah, I And the I don't fact know. that you knew exactly as soon as yes, I said Wednesday. I still spell it like that in my mind <laughs> to this day. To this day! I'm so weird, but hey, it helped me. It helped you. And it, it helped works. you too, apparently. Look at you, you were blessing others. You've been a vessel since, you've been a vessel since second grade. <laughs> Helping oh illiterate God, people. You have been more. a ministry girl. Okay. He has been using ministry. you. Girl, I still have to break Wednesday down. Okay. And I think about oh you. God. I cannot think about Mace. Okay. And I cannot think about Wednesday <laughs> without thinking about Jasmine. Oh. They go together. Wow. Whoa. I'm telling you. Last, that's the last joke that's the last story i'm like blushing so hard right now i'm so embarrassed why oh my god because i was so old like mature for no reason i had seen some things but it's like it really is like you like i was so it's like you aged in reverse oh my god it's like you got really fun and lighthearted. really no and i really think i think honestly just going into social work um I I think I I went into social work because I saw so much mm. at a young age. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be who I needed when I was that age. Yes. Like and I felt um I don't know. I I've always been a super serious girl. <laughs> person. I have certainly <laughs> lightened up. I was I've always been super serious, but it's because of the things that I felt like I I had to deal with mm-hmm. at that age, the responsibilities mm-hmm. I had that right. really didn't let me have a childhood, mm-hmm. so to speak. So that's a, one of the reasons why I'm in social work now, specifically working with children, youth and families, doing psychotherapy because I needed to talk to right. someone. The mm-hmm. way that I was talking to y'all as a kid, <laughs> like, there's no way that a kid should be that serious. Like, Jessica oh will be my counseling God. us. <laughs> For real. I can I can remember to this day on the playground just walking with people, like, listening, like, <laughs> active listening, like, nodding my head while they're talking. There. This is, like, but third that's grade. But that's Oh, my God. It is. It is. And I'm so glad that I had those experiences because it led me down this career mm-hmm. path that I'm really passionate about. But to hear it come from someone who was literally like, <laughs> you were my ace boom coon. And Yo, to hear how serious were, I was from the outside. Let me tell outside. you how much you and Issa Rae's character parallel. Girl, Girl you are we got y'all. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh my God. I literally We got y'all in the school system in LA. Like I was talking to this guy at one time, at one point when I was interning with uh this charter school in LA while I was in grad school. And he was like, legit, you're Issa Ray. This was probably when like season two came out of Insecure. And he was like, You're legit Issa Ray. Like you're counseling kids, you out on the playground all the time with them. Like And yeah, she's a DMV shawty. That's what you don't know. Okay. She's originally from Maryland. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they moved to LA. Okay. But she's from like Potomac area. Is she? Mm-hmm. Come on with the facts. Read the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I my words get, now. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need to invest in that book. It was really funny. I really do feel very similar to Yeah. I feel her. There are some people that you feel a parallel to. Mine is not famous, but I feel like a parallel to my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. And like 
I don't even really know her. She died when I was like two, but from what I know about her and like her spirit, mm-hmm. I feel like we are so much alike. And certain things that I'll do, my grandma will be like, you are just, just like, like oh my mom. My God. And like how I'm kind of like a free spirit. My family can be kind of conservative and I'm like the wild child. I like, love it. I love <laughs> my it. My grandma literally told me, she was like, you know, nothing that you do surprises me anymore. And not necessarily in a bad way. She's like, but I just kind of learned to have no expectations because like I'm just she's like one day you'll bring home a jailbird the next day you're bringing home a girl okay it's all good all right with me but Dave I feel like as long as I've known you and your mom and Mm -hmm. your grandma dressing to the nines girl don't get her started like they've always accepted you I mean for for Mm -hmm. any and everything Mm -hmm. like they accepted you wholeheartedly unconditionally Mm -hmm. I love that like that's very important. My in mom mm-hmm. is a little bit more of a tough cookie than my grandmother. You think so? Girl. <laughs> Carolyn just has a way of disguising it in a way. Because my mom is fun, but she's actually more conservative than my grandparents. Really? Sometimes my grandparents be like, who raised you? Okay. Like, you're just so, like, relaxed. Uh-huh. Um, my mom, and I think part of it, too, is we have a parallel, Jasmine and I, because both of our moms own hair salons. Yeah. hair. So we kind of had to be independent. We worked in the mm-hmm. shop. But I think because of that, my mom didn't go to school. You said you were first generation. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they bank so much on like the things that they wanted to yeah. do, us doing that. Yeah. And so putting that pressure, whether mm-hmm. they realize it or not, on us. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom wanted me to do hair, but she kind of was like, I want you to do this and do this sorority and do this. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't really interested in those things, it was kind of like, what? Yeah, like, it was a I'm, shocker. I'm, yeah, it's like, I'm doing all of this for nothing. It's like, no, I'm still... I'm good. I'm good. I'm still successful. I'm still me, you know. Wow, um wow. But it's interesting because I do feel like our lives parallel in a that lot, way. Mm-hmm. A lot, a mm-hmm. lot. And just hearing you speak, it, that perfectionism complex that a lot of black women mm. um, kind of push on to their children mm-hmm. is... Is it's real. Yes. It's real. And not to speak negatively on either yeah. of our moms, but it, it's it's real. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when those types of emotions come out and it's like, dang, well, should I do what they're asking or should yes. I follow their path? But at the end of the day, it's really what you want. Like you know? even it's- in dating <laughs> when my mom met Caitlyn. Mm-hmm. And so my mom was like, y'all are moving so fast. Everything is so serious. One, my mom is trying to wrap her mind around it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And then she's trying to wrap her mind around like, no, what? A, wait, y'all live together? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And so my mom was like, so what is it? And I was like, you know, mom, she doesn't try to change me. Mm-hmm. And my mom didn't really get that it. And then so I was trying important. to tell her, like, mm-hmm. you are one of the people that I've always had pressure where I felt like I needed to be mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm with someone that's like, I love you how are you are good. just You're perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You don't have to change a thing. I love that you're crazy as hell Mm -hmm. and full of energy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do X, Y, and Z to be perfect Mm -hmm. or be successful. And I literally, that was the first time I told her, like, you do realize that you're one of those people that Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. And I didn't even really realize that she had put that much pressure on me until I met someone that was like, you're good. You are good just the way that you are. Mm -hmm. That's so important. And just to see you and Caitlin on Instagram. Like I told you, walking in here, y'all are my favorites. Oh, um, thank you. Because it, it, it just really seems organic. And mm-hmm. y'all just kick it together, laugh, and you're still you. But apparently, I, I mean, I don't know her, but she's her. Like, <laughs> yes. And it just meshes well. It doesn't seem forced in mm-hmm. any way. And I really think that's what 
love should be. You shouldn't be with someone who you feel drowned by. Yes. And yes. <clears throat> and it's so weird because I told Caitlin, I was like, you know, I have felt like I've loved people before. But loving her, I feel like I didn't love anybody mm. before that. Mm, my girl. God. Girl, I, well, are y'all in it? <laughs> Where's she at? I that was deep. No, but loving her, I felt like that there's, I feel like I cared about them, but there's no way that that was love mm. because it's like effortless. I feel mm. like everything else I've always had to like work at it. We got a bill. We got, and it's just like you meet somebody and just like everything just kind of like happens. Yeah, it's like osmosis. Everything's just kind of oh, like wow. blends together, you know? Wow. The hot sauce to my chicken wing. Wow. Come on Who now. Who having a wing without hot sauce? Nobody. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for yes, you. I can't you. say it enough. Like, you, you certainly deserve it because I... I don't see when you have bad days, but I feel like you are someone who never has a bad day. <laughs> like, ever. And mm. I... I love that in the yeah. way that you spread that energy on your social media and just in real life. Because, you know, sometimes people are a little bit Girl. different on, on social media, you know. I hate, this is going to sound really <laughs> fucked no. up with me. I hate overly positive people on social media. Okay. Because I feel like there's no way. You that happy all the time. You don't you don't let us see the bad side. Like you only let us see the good people days. that are constantly. My whole my thing has always been like you don't have to post these quite positive quotes all the time. Be you, and people will see that you're a positive person. Right, right, right. We can right. see that. Right. We can see that you're a happy person. That you're goal oriented. Whatever it is, but when you have to keep posting, like there's a person I follow in particular. I'm not gonna say any names nope. because I do <laughs> like her. Okay, but I feel like it's almost. It's almost like, are you trying to convince yourself? Mm. And she's mm. not a negative person, but it makes me feel like, are you really not that happy? And you're trying to coach yourself. Mm. And, and that might be it. Mm-hmm. Because when people scroll through and they see little stuff, little quotes, they're like, oh, dang, this applies to me. But let me post it on my page so that other people can see it. But from the outside looking in, it's like, well, do you have it all together? Or, <laughs> you know, I... I, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. And I feel like to a certain extent, that's why within the past, I'm sorry, I'm dropping all around, no, but within not. the past month or so, it's been um, really important to me to really just be raw with mm-hmm. my Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. I will get on and without this wig, I yes. got on. <laughs> Girl, I get on yes. while I'm deep conditioning my hair or whatever mm-hmm. and just talk about, for instance, my vegan journey and mm-hmm. how, like, it's been a struggle to Girl, control my watching. emotions. It looks rewarding. But it really is. I'm like, yo, she is sticking It really this. is. Mm-hmm. But I think there is so much more power mm-hmm. in being transparent with yeah. people as opposed to putting out this content that's glazed over or sugar-coated and it's really not the real. You're yep. not helping people by only Nothing. posting the positive the fake right yes so yeah, i agree yeah and that's kind of like what the podcast was for me when i first started okay cuz a bitch was broken okay <laughs> come on woohoo okay like a bitch was hurt and like sometimes i'll listen maybe like 6 months ago i listened to the podcast from episode 1 and okay. I was like, wow, just to like hear my growth mm. and like how hurt i was and i thought mm-hmm. i was okay but i really wasn't mm. but like the podcast, when I'm heartbroken, when I'm not, things aren't going the way that I planned as far as my career, mm-hmm. everything, I feel like it's important to share because that's why I was like, I was really embarrassed initially when my engagement didn't uh-huh, work out. Because uh-huh. I mean, 
even girl. That's a whole engagement. Girl, especially when you didn't want the nigga to propose. Girl, oh, ooh. wait a minute. <laughs> That was some. That's new news. Yeah, like I need he, to go back and listen. Well, when he proposed, I'm not gonna say I didn't want him to propose, but I wasn't really sure about mm. it. But he did it in front of all these people, oh, and I said yes, and I just wasn't really sure about it. So, like wrestling with myself, saying yes, and then moving forward, mm-hmm. and things didn't work out. I'm like, if I would have listened to You're myself good. from yeah. jump, I probably would have saved myself Instead a lot of Instead of trying to preserve his. Ego yes. in front of all those people. Uh, exactly. That's a or tough say place yes to be. and just have a, a separate a conversation. conversation yeah. Um and just kind of trying to press on. But when we broke up, I was very, very hurt. Mm, and so I when I imagine. started the podcast, I've cried about it on oh. here. And I think it's important because I want to let other women know like shit happens. Yes. I realized sure that like do. one of the girls that I knew. She was engaged, and I just stopped seeing the guy. And I was like, she's not engaged anymore, but she didn't say anything. Oh. And it's like, in a way, I almost, the way social media is now, I'm like, well, oh, no, bitch. <laughs> if y'all break up, you've been putting it all in my face this whole time. I need Let to know what happened. No, broadcast that. Give us an update. update. Broadcast that shit. Because that's real. That's so real. And, and I get, sometimes you just need a moment to mm. yourself. But it's just like, you don't just give us the good news mm. and all that good shit. Mm. What happened? Yeah, and people don't realize there's so much power in telling yes. your story, mm-hmm. sharing your story, because whole time society is telling us to keep our story to us mm-hmm. because we don't want to be embarrassed. But by sharing it, you're going to be able to heal other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to give people the playbook to heal themselves and through the process. In turn, you realize like maybe my situation wasn't that bad, right? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could have been worse. Like mm-hmm. my thing is like. Yeah, he cheated on me, and I was heartbroken. I was embarrassed, but I could have had a baby by this nigga. Okay, <gasps> and then that's a whole nother somebody, factor yeah, in the equation. Somebody else's story is you got a baby by him, mm-hmm. and now you're taking him to court for child support, mm-hmm. and he's dealing with somebody, you know, Thank elite. God, right. Thank God. <laughs> and the way that we ended, I was able to just... Wipe hands clean. clean. Dust me all. But let me tell you, there's <laughs> <What>? power. <laughs> okay. I had this conversation with Caitlin the other day, and she asked me... When was the last time that I saw my ex-fiance? Okay. And I was like, this is a true testament to when you know you didn't belong with somebody. All right. That nigga live in this city. I ain't seen him since. Well, goddamn. <laughs> okay. You know how small Richmond is. Yeah, yeah. We don't operate on the same frequency. Mm, God does not have us in the same place. My, my, my. Talk about how validation. Four years, I have not time. seen him one wow. time. There's only so many places to go. Right. So many places right. to eat. I have not run. You know, you run into any old body any at any everybody given time. Everybody. I have not at seen the Walmart, him. the CVS. Nowhere. He lives on my side of town, apparently. Wow. Yes. I have not seen him. That is beautiful. Yeah. And I was like, that is God's way of showing me, like, not that I'm better, but mm-hmm. we just, we're two different people, two mm-hmm. different places. We're about two different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm above the fray. Okay. Come okay. on. The cream rises to okay. the top. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love but it. But there's a message in that. There is. There is. And so much power in overcoming what you thought you couldn't. Mm. Like that right there. Yes. Ooh, so I am so happy for you. Thank um, you. Yeah. Caitlin seems like oodles of fun. Yeah, I love watching oh, y'all shit. at restaurants and everywhere <laughs> we said we we're gonna start a youtube please do <laughs> that is a brilliant idea we said we we're gonna start a youtube but my whole thing has been um we always talk about how we don't feel gay 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel? Like, please tell me the details. Okay, so Caitlyn has never been with a guy. Obviously, I have been with men before. But the reason I say I don't feel gay is like... I almost feel like gay is a community and a struggle, just like being mm. black is. Mm, mm. I am attached to the black struggle, mm. the black community. Mm-hmm. I am not attached to the gay community mm. in the sense of like, I don't have the coming out story. I don't have a lot of gay friends. Mm. Um, I've never really been to like pride or, or gay events per se. Not that I have anything against it. I've just never really been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to drag shows and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not a part of the gay community. That is so interesting. Yeah. So I don't feel gay. I feel like I just really love Caitlyn. Yeah. You, know? you felt like you found your person and it doesn't yes, even and, and matter. When I try to explain that to my, my mom, she's like, but she's a girl, right? <laughs> you she always is like, like when you said that. She always is with she's a girl. Right? <laughs> You gay. The wide eye. Yeah, but that is crazy. Do you think that you'll ever get to the space of um, going to those events or being more submerged in the community? It's just like, I I love that I feel that I'm not, because I don't, I feel like that's a form of like, isolation and labeling people I guess you could say mm-hmm, they're gay mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a gay event mm-hmm. why can't it just be a fun event mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like we were talking um, one of her friends uh, she has more gay friends than I do I guess you could say um, but one of her friends is gay and she was like oh you guys should come out it's you know gay friendly and the, the DJ's gay and everything I'm like Girl, the DJ care. being gay is not a draw for me right. if you're playing some ghetto <laughs> shit okay <laughs> can I bust yeah down? about the, D- the DJ being <laughs> gay. And I just, yeah. that's kind of like the things I feel like I'm not really attached to. Yeah. And with my profession, I'm not trying to be like the spokesperson for the gay, yeah. the black gay girl. That's, this I don't is your mind. personal life. And yeah. I don't mind, but it's like, I feel like the, the moment that you do, people will try to make me like the black Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. And I love Ellen. Yeah, yeah. But when Ellen first came out, they made her the poster child yeah. of like, white gay woman. Right. Look at her. And I'm like, I don't want that to be my thing. Mm-hmm. I want to be a funny, talented person and it just so happens that, that I date a woman. Gay. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm not trying to, and there's nothing wrong with that because I think that their representation is important. Yeah. But I don't think that I, at least right now, am ready to like, take, take on, on because once again I don't feel attached to that struggle yeah yeah Yeah. that community I think that's such a um very different way of viewing it and Mm -hmm. I think that I I love that for you you. like because you're not it's not like you're married to this idea of what being gay looks like so in that you you're able to just be who you are Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people who are gay um kind of feel contained or boxed in yes. by this this image of what it is to be mm-hmm. this gay black person and right. that's limiting. Exactly. And even my mom <laughs> has a hard time because we have to like think about like the time, mm-hmm. you know, the difference in because my mom when she was talking to Caitlin, she was like, I mean I'm sure your parents knew because you know you're more tomboyish, but we didn't know. I'm like I want to tell my mom, like, gay people, like, all gay girls don't look like little boys. Right, right, right. (laughs) They don't all look like little boys, and not all straight men look a certain way either, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of been, like, a real, like, learning experience for myself. And so, like, Caitlin and I talk about, like, the YouTube channel. That's something that we wanted to talk about. I can't How we don't, we always joke and say we gay for each other. Oh, my God. Don't don't make me cry. Don't do that. Love. I don't. I don't. I just feel like that's my boo. I love it. When I'm out, I don't feel like, oh, 
we're the only gay people. You know, you sometimes don't feel you can walk stressed. in a room. You know, you walk in a room like, oh, I'm the only black person yeah. in here. I don't walk in a room and be like, we're the only gay people here. Uh, I, I love that y'all have that perspective on things. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how love should be. Yes. You should feel free as fuck to yes. be who you need to be with no restraints with in no any restraints. space. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so, the whole dynamic, honestly, is quite interesting because her parents are white. White, white. White people. White people. Okay. Okay. W-I-P-I-P-O. Okay. White people. Um, her dad is almost like from like an Amish community. Mm, Girl. Real white. Real white. She's from <laughs> Belarus, a place I'd never heard of. We had to look it up for Girl. before we started. <laughs> I don't know. I have never heard of that. Girl, wow. I feel real culture when I say it now. Okay, yeah, she's from Belarus. If I meet somebody and they know where Belarus is, I'm like, why? Right. How? How did, it's a whole country. I had no, no idea it existed. No idea. Because I thought maybe it was a city in like a major country, and she was like, no, Belarus it's is the country. Outside. Wow. Yeah, and so like it's really interesting. I've learned a lot about... I was actually hesitant to date her because I was like, is she white? What is she? I was, what more, is she? I was more concerned. <laughs> as much as I'm talking about not having labels, the label of her possibly being white <laughs> bothered you. You know we real pro black over here. Yes. More but than I anything, it. I'm I like, get it. I, I will be it. gay. But dating a white woman, I cannot I, do. <laughs> I cannot do. I, I will not be gay and dating white. Right. I will not do it. Wow. But I mean, she identifies as a woman of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially growing up with white parents or whatever, mm-hmm. and like an Amish community. She was like the black sheep. You know, Amish. her dad kind of they they have a religion I I never heard of personally Mennonite, oh, God. which is like a form of Christianity. But oh. I mean, like you know the people that wear the little bonnet. Uh huh. Yeah, that's Mennonite. She went to like a Mennonite high school. Wow. Um, so she was like she felt different one because she was brown, secondly because she was gay. So mm. it's just like you know. So through her parents, I have really learned they are just. I don't even think they really realize that I'm black. I mean, I know they know that I'm black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they know I'm black. Right. But I, they are the first white people that I've actually been around where I feel like they just, okay. Like, oh, well, there's no emphasis on color. Wow. Um, I really feel like they, they're almost like hippies to me. Whoa. And mentality-wise. Uh-huh. How Real, you imagine, yeah. uh, free-spirited, mm-hmm. like. hmm Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a bit. A lot. I mean, just kind of like getting, because my <clears throat> our worlds can be so black, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Not because we, I'm pro-black at all and Right, and we love it. And I love it, as well as, um, I went to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. I, and every company that I've worked for after graduation and in college has been black-owned. Mm-hmm. I worked at a black-owned restaurant in college, mm-hmm. Mama J's and Croker Spot. And I worked for the largest black-owned media company, Radio One. So my world has been very, very black. Black. Black, and, and black, that, black, black. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's comfort there, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad that you're able to step out of your comfort zone to, one, not only secure the love bag, but to kind of culture yourself and realize that people accept mm-hmm. you for who you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. It is. It is. Oh, you know what? I definitely want to touch on this since you're from LA. Okay. 
So not from LA, but well, you know. Coming from LA. <laughs> do you feel uh-huh. the need to like represent that you're from the East Coast? I do. I do. I do. Because <laughs> I can tell you like really. Honestly, because look, bitch, don't try me. No, I'm not no, from no. LA. I, I do because people in LA, first of all, there are a lot of transplants, people who move from different cities mm-hmm. to LA. And there's this facade. Mm. There's so much. There's so much shade mm. and thirst. Ooh, girl, they part. <laughs> so much clout chasing that I'm just like I, the one thing that I miss the most from being over there for so long is the people. If I could just bag all y'all up, it's so funny. And take you said y'all that. over there. My life would be. I have a cousin so that lives in San Francisco, and she said that she was like, you know, I didn't realize how much I miss East Coast people until I came here. Mm-hmm. She was like everybody here is so fake mm-hmm. and she's not even in LA she was like nobody is like making connections like mm-hmm. genuine connections here. it always starts with what do you do yes she said the and same thing it's really tough to like form some genuine relationships mm-hmm. out of you trying to subliminally secure something <laughs> yeah Get your or next figure gig. out who I know and it's just like you don't really want to know me you want to know mm-hmm. what I can do for you yep. and that's mm-hmm. not the type of friends I, I want right exactly um, so yes with that being said I always make it known that East Coast <laughs> is the best coast okay <laughs> when it comes to people because you got real bold I was like okay I'm yeah, sorry I know I know I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> A so you were in LA when you found out that Kobe Bryant died. So tell me where you were, what you were doing, because I definitely feel like it was one of those moments where the world stopped. Yeah. So I, you tell me where you were, what was going on, because you were in the heart of it all. I was. Um, what was I doing, man? It actually came up in one of my group chats. So mm. uh, USC, we have a huge Trojan network, and mm. all our group ch- chats be popping, popping. And um, as soon as TMZ mm. leaked it, it was so that was so messy the way yes. they leaked it. Um, but as soon as they did, um, somebody put in the group chat the link. And I looked at it because I was at work he at like the time. News. I'm like, fake. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. And they was talking about Gigi was with him mm-hmm. at the at the time. And I was just like, no, this can't be serious. Um, and then as time went on, I, I checked other resources. And in fact, they yes. had it right there front and center. And I really couldn't believe it. I was at work at the time, and I, I work as a crisis counselor. Um, so Girl, I answer, busy. yeah, busy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I answer uh, crisis calls, crisis hotlines, um, mm-hmm. employee assistance program accounts, and university counseling and psychological service accounts. Come on, come on. Um, so I was literally handling people in crisis, but literally, I'm looking at my phone, and there's a crisis and in front crisis, of me, connected right? to right. the very community, the black mm. community, like yes. that. I come from and it was literally hard, it my heart dropped yes. mm-hmm. um and I couldn't believe it my dad is a huge Lakers fan mm-hmm. I mean from the beginning through mm-hmm. and through and I just thought about him mm-hmm. but also Kobe's impact on mm-hmm. people who are not even mm-hmm. athletes yep 
you know, people who aspire to do something and just do it. I mean, he came it out. It literally became, Kobe became a mentality mm-hmm. to some people. Like, like you said, if you, weren't an ath- if you weren't, even if you weren't an athlete, it was just about like maximizing mm-hmm. and doing your best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maximizing that impact. So I, it was really similar to the feeling I got when Nipsey I was just a died. girl, you you know, went where I wanted mm-hmm. to go. I'm like, LA is having a hard. A very hard time. Very hard time within the last 2019, year. y'all just. Well, actually, that was 2020 Kobe passed. But it was just mm-hmm. like the last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been heavy. Ones. It's really been heavy. And but I Nipsey think... affected the hood. Yeah. I feel like directly black people. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Kobe was just like. Global. Global. And I cannot mm-hmm. take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very tough to deal with because it was like this, like this mental, this mindset. Mm-hmm. It it really, um, I don't know. It took a, it, sh- it shook us a little bit. Yes, because um, we look up to both of those figures mm-hmm. so much, but to take that figure away and be have us be left with their spirit, it kind of one discourages you, but at the same mm-hmm. time motivates you to work your ass mm-hmm. off. You know, mm-hmm. be who it, it is. It still feels unreal to me. Yeah, it still feels very unreal to me, and I just think about. Like, I'm not a huge sports fan. I love LeBron James. Wherever the hell he goes, that's my team. Okay, same, same. <laughs> I'm, one of, I'm one of those people. I love his whole little but family. But everything, oh my God. I love his daughter. Daughter, yes. Zuri is... Me uh, and Caitlin argue about Zuri all the time. Oh, my God. All, she's like, why are you obsessed with this little girl? I watch her YouTube channel. Me too. I follow her on Instagram. Subscribed. Zuri's world. Yes. But... um. Even if you're not a sports fan or no but you can know the impact or the mm-hmm. importance that someone has. And I remember we were sitting at Sushi King. The first, I remember when I met Caitlyn. She told me, it was so weird the first thing she said. She was like, yeah, I'm Caitlyn. She's like, I love Kobe Bryant, sandwiches, Aww. and pizza. Oh, and I'm just my like, uh, Top okay. three. Yes. Kobe Bryant, uh, sandwiches, and pizza. What's right. up with yours? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm Chelsea. I'm a real person. <laughs> when somebody says, I love Kobe Bryant, pizza, and sandwiches, like, okay. Um, and so I remember we were sitting at Sushi King. I mean, I remember when I went to her house, she had like all this Laker stuff. Mm -hmm. She had a Laker jersey like Mm -hmm. framed on the wall. Mm -hmm. She had like the Laker bar set. She loved the Lakers and she loved Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. So we were sitting at Sushi King and I saw it come up on Baller Alert first that Kobe Bryant passed. And I was like, oh, no, I take it back. It was a repost from Baller Alert, but it was, um, blame it on Quay. Okay. I follow him and I'm like. He ain't posting no news. Right. So I Googled it really quick and nothing really came up. So I was like, this can't be real. Can't and I kept, be. so maybe like a minute later in the middle of my um, volcano roll. Okay. <laughs> my appetite went to shit. No, okay. really? And I was Something like, dropped. oh shit, it's true. And mm-hmm. I, it's so weird because obviously I don't know Kobe Bryant, nor does Caitlyn. But yeah. I felt like I had to tell her that her best friend. Pat, the, yes. Yeah. I literally felt like that. And I was like, I said, oh shit. She's like, what's wrong? I was like. Um, and I was like, part of me was like, okay, are you really nervous to tell? Yeah. On top of, are you really nervous to tell? Like, yes, like we don't know. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, Kobe Bryant, they say he died. And her face just like Mm. got white. And she was like, that's not true. It was like this moment of denial. She was like, that's not true. Nobody. And I said, well, it's showing. And she said, stop eating. She was Googling everything. Mm. And she just like, was no good. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we should cash out. And maybe like two minutes later, it was a group of people at the table next to us. And one girl said, Kobe Bryant died. And everybody was like, what? Everybody. And you heard the whole restaurant yeah. just like, it was like a domino effect of like, I can't believe 
this is happening. Right. And then it's so interesting because we have like different perspectives where you deal with people in crisis. But like I hated my job that day. That's the first time I ever had to report things like that like mm. on the radio. Like usually, thank God, I'm off work when people die. Okay, <laughs> you know, That's and so this is. was the first time I was like, "Dang, I you gotta go to, to work," and, and it's unfolding mm-hmm. as my shift goes on. That's and I tough. remember as I was walking in the door, that's when they announced that his daughter. Oh, that like, hit so heavy because yes. she was the one that was gonna take the legacy mm-hmm. there. You know, mm-hmm. she was the one that was going to continue what he had stopped doing, right. and he w- he had just become comfortable in his retirement yes it was like he just got like a second least on life mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like i also have to say that people that are like a little bit older kobe's not old but older mm-hmm. 40 mm-hmm. is kind of mm-hmm. old to be having kids yes. it's like he probably, <laughs> <laughs> but to have younger kids he probably was like you know what i didn't really have the time that i wanted to traveling and stuff like mm-hmm. that with my older kids this mm-hmm. is my chance to spend time and be that yes. dad and you don't get to do that and i immediately thought about cuz at the time they didn't release that there were more people on the helicopter mm-hmm. and i was like how the hell does his wife feel right oh now my God. to lose your husband and your child yeah and then it's like usually if something were to happen to your child you lean on your husband for but support. Two, both of them, two pillars mm-hmm. are gone. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. I was watching this um, this interview of him talking about why he decided to buy a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that he would travel from, uh, what's that place? Uh, Calabasas? Not Calabasas. It's close to Calabasas. Why do I know it's anything? Long Beach. <laughs> Long Beach, pretty much mm-hmm. close to like North. I guess North Hollywood. I can't think of the name right now, but it would be like a 40, 40 minute ride in mm-hmm. a helicopter. And he was like, he would use the helicopter because he knew he could get to practice in the morning and then back to, you know, Long to Beach or wherever carpool. to get to the carpool and <sighs> get the kids off the bus, spend that time with them in the loop, you know, picking right. them up. And you could just tell how much of a family man mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. and how much he was just really tapping into yes. that. And it's so sad. To, it's really still. And they have been together real. so mm-hmm. long. I Since mean, at babies, this point, they right? At this point, they spent half their life together. Mm-hmm. Like, not even trying to be dramatic. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do you? I don't want to say someone becomes. Like my grandparents, I almost feel like they're synonymous at this point. Mm-hmm. You can't have one without, without the other. And at that point in your relationship, it's like, how do you like pick up the pieces? Because she still has to like live for her yeah, kids. Yeah, she does. And, and it's, it's so hard. I can imagine it's like a part of her is literally gone. Mm-hmm. She Two the, parts of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I still, to this day, I can't even put together words mm-hmm. enough to f- really express mm-hmm. how I think she may be feeling. Um, or what impact this has had on their family as a whole is really tough to think about mm-hmm. because just imagine how affected we are by it. Somebody yes. who will not even know, but Girl. he inspired us mm-hmm. to do better mm-hmm. in all things, not just athletics, but mm-hmm. you know other you know personal mm-hmm. endeavors. And to imagine this is this man's family. What yes. are they going through? Yes. What are they going through? So. It's been very tough for LA. Um, I haven't been to the Staples Center to check out all the well, memorabilia. What was the vibe like in LA? Or what um, is it like now? Has it lightened up at all? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm a little bit outside. I'm outside of LA, so I'm not mm-hmm. in the city like I used to be for the past three or four years that I was mm-hmm. there. 
Um, but what I've seen off uh, Instagram is that the Staples Center is packed wow. with, I mean, it looks like a funeral out there. Mm-hmm. Jerseys, um, flowers. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen it on Instagram. So I, I imagine that it has that same... Nipsey feel that right. cloud still mm-hmm. heavy over the city. People still mourning, but yes. also inspired. Very, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know. Very it's complex. Kind of, to yeah, explain. very complex feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. It's almost like when you see Beyonce perform. Okay, let's. <laughs> I can't stand you, but let's get into it. I have very complex feelings when yes. Beyonce leaves the stage. Okay, I am like, wow, this woman is amazing. Yes, this is. I I just witnessed. Someone that God sculpted for this okay. job. I need to go to the gym. Right. Okay, <laughs> right. Very inspiring. We're so sorry yes. to see her leave the stage. stage but we are so inspired. It's so but many I, also... I have to stop myself from crying. It's like you're a grown woman. You okay. are not about to yeah. cry. Yeah. That Beyonce is leaving the stage. But it really is like a complex feeling. feeling. Yes. You can't it's, you can't explain it. Mm-mm. You can't explain it. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, I feel like in LA right now is um, people are battling. Right. Honestly. Ugh. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, not a soul. My mm-hmm. God. My God. I mean, because we even talk about, um, like, my family, we've talked about, just studies have shown that, like, couples that have been together for a long time, older, elderly couples, when one dies, usually within, like, Very a short. year mm-hmm. or two, someone else um, mm-hmm. passes, like, the other person passes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, so... That's why connections are important. And for people that don't believe that they are, that is proof. Like, I love both my grandparents, and this is not to say anything about either one. But, like, my grandmother, if my grandfather were to go first, they always talk about, they cry even thinking about having to live without the other. Like, they literally, like, they've told me a million times, like, I just want us to go together. Like, if we're going to go, I want it to be a car accident, something where we both go, right? But, you know, we That's were like, it, yes, oh I, the kind of love where it's like, I don't even want to do this I shit without you. I need to talk <laughs> to them just to hear that yes. type of love. Like, the, I've never. They are my, my muse for Aww. what love is, honestly. Like, the good and the bad. And my grandparents have, like, shared the good and the bad with me. But, like, it's just like, mm, they're everything to me. Wow. So, my grandfather and it's not it's so crazy because I had a separate conversation with my mom and a separate conversation with one of my uncles. And we we're saying, like, my grandfather, if he went first, my grandmother would be devastated, but we think that she could press on. Okay. Does she think she would be able to press on? Uh, I don't even talk to her about it. Okay. This is kind of okay, like our good. observation, yeah, yeah. our opinion. Sad, sad chat. <laughs> but if it were the other way around and something were to happen to my grandmother, my granddaddy's not going. Oh, it's just like we know that we would have to keep him close. Just because I think the main thing is when when o- older people pass, it's like they just kind of lose their purpose and mm. like you know getting up and going, mm-hmm. taking their medication. It's just kind of like she keeps him on track, on or point. Their spirit lifted, like that energy and that spirit is a real thing. Very important. And so when it's gone, it's almost like what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that we were saying like if if my grandmother would be the first to go, my granddaddy. He would be. We don't think he Done. would. It, it would be. That's so rough yes. to think about. It oh, is. Especially when you've witnessed a love that beautiful. It's like you never want it to end. But yes. all things. All good Ooh. things come to an end. Don't want to think about it. But you know what? I My grandfather has told me. And it's so inspiring to me. Because I'm like, I want somebody to love me. Okay. The way Isaac loves Carolyn. Okay. Because my granddaddy has oh, said a million Isaac. times. He says, 
I don't believe a love like ours was meant to go around one time. Ooh. He was like, if I come back, I know I'm going to end up with her. Ooh. He says it all the time. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. This you is know, a, he need to write You know a, niggas be like, oh, I'm going to come back. No, girl. he's like, if I come back, I know I'm going to be with her. This is some notebook shit. Yes. He says it all the time. Wow. He's like, when I come back, if I ever come back, I'm going to end up with her. He was like, my only wish is that I meet her when I was younger. Oh. He says that all the time. He was like, I just want to, in our next life, I want to meet her when I'm young. Jeez. Mm-hmm. When did they meet? At what age? Oh, they were still young. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, but they were, um, um, my grandmother was 20. That's young as And <laughs> my grandfather was 23. Oh my God. What? what yeah. What's, what's younger? I think he's, <laughs> but you know what? I think that for him, when he says younger, they didn't have the opportunities that we have. And they're like, oh. I want to meet you when you were younger. You, He says, he always says, like, I want us to go to college together. Oh, okay. Like, he he thinks my grandma's the smartest, the prettiest. Oh, like, he's like, I want you to go to college. It. I want us to meet in, I want us to go to college mm. together. He really has, like, planned a whole nother life mm. with her after this life. Oh, and I'm my like, God. I want a love where he's like, I can't even fathom. Okay. Like, I did this life with you, and I'm going to start the next life real early. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they had kids early, and he's like, I just want a whole nother. I want another go around with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where do they make them? I am a firm believer (laughs) in the dope anymore. That that model. They don't make them no more. (laughs) They stopped making that model a while ago. A long time ago. (laughs) My granddaddy has even said, like, "Ah, these young boys (laughs) out here. (laughs) They tough. They a piece of work. They don't know how to act. You know, black people when they just start making noises. Ah, ah. well, <laughs> exactly. Yep, and we know, you know exactly, exactly what they what... mean. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, this Dang. one right here, the little slice. Yeah, yeah, dang. And but I, I'm also a firm believer, and um, I believe that. God grants you the desires of your heart. Mm, for sure. It's about timing, patience, and doing your work until the timing lines up. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of times you can have your blessing, but you're not ready for it. I agree with that. And I'm mm-hmm. also a firm believer that God gives you what you want. Woo-hoo. But you better be sure that what you're asking Woo-hoo. for is Way for you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people ask for things that are not good for them because mm-hmm. they don't know themselves. They mm-hmm. don't know what they actually need as opposed mm-hmm. to what they want. Mm-hmm. And when that thing that they want shows up, but it ain't feeding your soul, Come on. it gets tough. Come on. It doesn't last for long. I, um, uh, girl, you <laughs> speaking to my life. No, really? Girl, I had to learn thing. the hard way, for I sure. Had to, it sounds so, like, fairy tale esque right? But, like, I tell Caitlyn all the time, like, I prayed for you. And mm-hmm. I didn't even really know I was praying for her, right? Because mm-hmm. the bitch was crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heartbroken. Okay. My feelings was hurt. Sad, sad. I was dealing with this guy, and he really wasn't worthy of the attention that I was giving him. Mm-hmm. And I knew it, but it was almost like trying to force mm-hmm. something. Force and I was like, nothing. the moment that I was like, okay, I'm going to just let go. And I cried. And I was like, God, just send me somebody that's going to give me the love that yes. I give. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's caring and compassionate. And literally the next week. Pulled up on you. Come on now. Come on. Because I think in a lot, another back to like, oh, you need to take time. 
I had to also realize, like, I was not the problem. Okay. In that last situation. And so most... I'm not going to penalize myself. Mm-hmm. It's something good and there's a blessing in front of me for me to be like, well, I need to take 30 days of clearance <laughs> detox from this. Ah, that sounds like me, Loki. <laughs> Nothing no, wrong no, no, that. no. But, but it's but like... I, yeah, I think it's so important for you, to, for whoever to be self-aware mm-hmm. enough to say, okay, is the problem really me? And if it is, let me fix yes. it. If it's not, let me move on mm-hmm. and get shit popping elsewhere. There have been times where it was me and I really need to take a moment to be like, oh, okay. Yes. Give yourself and, a But timeline. in this situation, I was like... This is not me. This is an immature man. This is someone that is selfish, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't realize my worth. I realize my worth, so I'm going to move on. And if it was, it was like a stark contrast. Someone mm-hmm. that didn't appreciate me and was like, eh, flip it, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Real then, iffy. Real iffy. And then a complete contrast when mm-hmm. Caitlyn came into my life. And I, I honestly, I said, I pray for you, but if I probably wouldn't have really recognized her mm-hmm. if I didn't have that douchebag. Come right on now. Her. Honestly. I think, yeah. I you got to know what the storm that. looks like in order to appreciate mm-hmm. the sunshine when it comes. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know what what it looks like, like if you don't know how, what hard times are, Ooh. you'll never appreciate the yes. good. So yes. I am a firm believer that struggle teaches you a lot. Come on. because we And the struggle <laughs> looks different in different ways. Because I always say, I was looking for you. And she's mm-hmm. like, I was waiting for you. No, Because I'm like, <laughs> proactive. I'm like, okay. where are you? Hey. What are we doing? <laughs> Hi, my name is Chelsea. Are you my soulmate? What's going on? <laughs> and we live less than a mile away from each other. Wow. Walking distance from That's each other. Crazy. Never, I've never seen her in my life. Wow. And she was just right under my nose the whole time. And she's kind of like low key, mm-hmm. you know. She seems she super chill. Out. Yeah. She was like, I've, I've been waiting for you. She's like, you've been ripping around this Fuck ripping and niggas. running. <laughs> she said, "You been fucking with these niggas? I was waiting on you." <laughs> I love it. You was ripping and running. She was, I was like, "You right was looking here. for me, and I was waiting oh for you." But God. you found each other. Oh, <laughs> that is everything. Yes. I think a full thing for that, like. There's no comparison to the feeling that you get when you know you're in the right situation. Yes. And I'm like, I've never been in a situation where I really like people and I'm like, oh, this is fun. But there's always, I told you I have FOBO, fear of better mm-hmm. options. When I literally, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, mm-hmm. I want everyone to experience the type of love that I feel mm-hmm. right now. That's what I'm like, Damn, girl. Not with my bitch, but... <laughs> Don't try me. You are in like I love that. You are in love, love. You in that type of love that you want to share this feeling. Yes, I I feel like everybody. You are high. I want. I feel like everyone should experience anybody I love or some people that I don't know. I want them to experience Mm -hmm. this type of like euphoria. Mm -hmm. That's very easy. You know what I mean? Like. Oh no, it's weird. And now I get what my grandparents and why my grandparents have been a lot more understanding about my relationship with Caitlyn. Literally, my granddaddy was like, if you can find somebody to love you <laughs> the way I love your grandma, I don't care who it comes oh, from. You take it and that's run with it. Because word it, right there. That's a season. Because happy word. people can be happy okay, for you. Listen. Them bitter betties. Okay. Happy Cause... hoes ain't hating. Hating hoes ain't happy. Come on. That's just the bottom black yes, ass line at yes. the end of the day. When you are really happy. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. I want this. Because everybody would be in a much better mood. Mm-hmm, for sure. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody hating. Nobody's mad mm-hmm. because they don't have what you have. Yes. And like, like oof, it's, I, wow, you are 
in it to I'm win in, it. I'm in the throes, girl. You are in, in it. The throes. Like, wow. Yes. I can only pray. It will. <laughs> I will. Because I really feel like good people deserve good things. Mm. And it's only a matter of time Agreed. before God and the universe align things for okay. you. You got to get situated. Okay. And everybody's path is different because I always thought I was going to be married by like 25. Okay, girl. Early. 25 came and I was like, whoa. All right, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what we doing now? And honestly, I kind of had gotten in my mind that I probably won't be in a relationship for a long time. I yeah. really thought I was going to be single for another five or so That's years. where I'm at. Honestly, I really was kind of like, I'm you know at. what? I don't want to say use the term giving up. And that's not that's what we're feeling, like but it's like I'm comfortable, yeah, comfortable with where I am and yes. myself, and being okay with being single. Like mm-hmm. it's not even even a thing right now to where I'm like rushing towards mm-hmm. the the relationship status. It would be nice, but I'm not in a I'm not in no hurry. Mm-hmm. It would be really nice, but <laughs> if anyone is under the sound of my voice, it would be really nice. <laughs> but I'm not pushing it because yeah. I know, based on past experiences, when you force shit, it don't work. Yes, and that's just what it is. I have to realize that I am sometimes a forcer. Yeah, and we that we, was that was my. Cross. It happens to everybody, I'm to the forcer. best of us. Mm-hmm. It happens. I get this image in my head like this. This this sounds perfect. <laughs> Let's go so well, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as soon as you see that red flag, it's like, "Eh, how long should I stick around? I was just talking to my brother about this the other day. It's like, at what point Mm -hmm. in that relationship, when you see a red flag, do you go ahead and exit stage left? Like, Mm -hmm. at what point? And I think it only happens when you are one with yourself and you know what works for you, what doesn't. You have hard ass boundaries Mm -hmm. about what you will take and what you Mm -hmm. won't. I had that conversation with a coworker today. She was saying that she's been with her boyfriend for like two years, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And she's very close with her family. And it bothers her that her boyfriend doesn't really come around for family gatherings. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not like I asked him to hang out with us all the time, but like mm-hmm. Christmas, things like that. And I said, and she was like, well, I feel bad because, you know, I moved and he helped me, he really supported me with my move and, mm-hmm. you know, getting this job. And I was like, yeah, maybe he served his purpose. Mm-hmm. Maybe the season is up. And, and I told her, I said, <laughs> the season is up. And that's not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, we're all bettering somebody for somebody uh-huh. else. This and is ma- sad. It's just a sad thing to think are, about, but it's the truth. We are all sandpapering and buffering mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. a nigga for somebody else. <laughs> for real. Yes. And so I said, maybe he gave you that push and that confidence mm. to go and do something new and mm. you're in a new city now. And maybe you need to explore. And I said, but maybe it's best to do it where now y'all are good and y'all don't resent each other mm-hmm. and have that real conversation with him and say like, cause I said, is your family, him not wanting to be around your family. Is that a deal breaker for you? That's what you right. need to ask yourself for real. That's a good question. And the fact that and she was like, well, I feel selfish. I was like, you are entitled to change your mind yeah. at any point. That's something that I had to learn. I used to feel guilty. Like, I don't want to do this. How do I break up with somebody that hasn't done anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it's defining your standards for you. Like you cannot Mm -hmm. decide what your standards are based on what other people Mm -hmm. do. If it's a deal breaker for you that people don't come around your family, especially if you know your family is your bread and butter, Mm -hmm. your number one support system, then yes, it's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. That's your standard. Let it be and rock with that. It's not selfish. And like, just like I said, the person that 
you have to be specific in your prayers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, maybe he was meant to carry you on to this next mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you could be blocking your blessing trying mm-hmm. to hold on to trying this to nigga. Hold on a bag. <laughs> What's that little meme where with the rope? And it's like, it's so much easier to let go. It's so much easier <laughs> it to hurts. let go. It but burns. people don't get it. No. People don't get and it. I've, I've been there. I know what it's like. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And sometimes you miss people. And I was like, but you, he can still be your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why wait until it's like this resentful situation? Yeah. The longer you drag it's things out. Come with some I was like, yeah, I said, but you never know. If you just are honest with him right now, and maybe y'all spend some time apart, you can always come back. Mm-hmm. But if you wait until it's it's like this like sour and it's just done mm-hmm. then you'll never be able to have this relationship in any capacity no no yeah and yeah. if it's meant to be it, will, it be. will be and i also told her i was like look another lesson that i learned from my grandparents okay and it's so Come funny on. because they never say this in front of each other but okay. they always say it to me okay <laughs> My grandma said it today. She was like, if I love something, your granddaddy will come around. Ooh. And my granddaddy always says, if she love it, I'll come around. Wow. My granddaddy was hard set on no dogs in the house. I don't want no dog. Uh-huh. My grandma fell in love with my dog. My dog hasn't been home oh in a year and a half. And, and that's true. And it's not that you completely give in, but there's compromise. And when you see somebody, like, to me, if I were her boyfriend and I saw that, you know what? Just popping by on Christmas really makes her happy. Yeah, it's the what compromise. Is that? It don't cost you no damn it's money. <laughs> that's the part. It don't cost you no, no money. Nothing. Just a little bit of time. Right. And a little bit. And it would make me happy to see you that happy. It ain't but every day, not, not every to... weekend. Like, there's no way that you can't but just somebody compromise somebody that's that not way. willing to bend on something like that, mm-hmm. what are the things that he's not going to do? That says a lot. Bend? Yes. Mm-hmm. And if he sees that that's important to you. And so, like, anybody that loves you, some of the things that are your interests, I could care less about soccer. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about soccer. <laughs> but Caitlin grew up playing soccer. No. So, like, now I'm like, oh, I know about this team. I'll okay. see something soccer. like, look. Oh, hey, girl. What about this? Yeah. But you, you naturally take interest to some of the things that make your partner happy. I, and so somebody that's not willing to bend, that. like, Mm-mm. what's wrong with you? Like I said, it don't cost no money. Right. Like, I think like... it's definitely, it shows mm-hmm. what... How invested you are in mm-hmm. a relationship by how much you compromise. Mm-hmm. Even the smallest of things, especially the things that don't cost money. That again, be the part. again. <laughs> the things that don't cost, cost money, money that you don't have to put pretty much any effort into mm-hmm. doing. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of getting over your ego, your yep. insecurity, your discomfort mm-hmm. with what it is your partner's mm-hmm. asking you for. Um yeah, that's something. And for me, you know, she's a little bit younger than me. And I, I was trying to, like, keep myself. Is like, she? Yeah. I, I feel like vibes, like, she's, like, older. No. Maybe because she's so chill and, like, relaxed. Oh, you're talking about Caitlyn? No, Caitlyn is younger than me. Okay. I know, I know right? I know she. she's Caitlyn seen... is younger than me. Yeah. Um, and shameless to say, she's the boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I said, but you're the head of the household. <laughs> I am the tail. I will follow. <laughs> yes. Um, but the girl at my job, she's a little bit younger. And I tried to like, I was trying not to sound like motherly or like girl. Because uh-huh. I'm not that much older than her. But I'm like, you need to know that 
these are pink flags. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, "Well, I've been with him for three years." I'm like, "So what? You gonna be unhappy for three more years? Right? Cause you cut it off now. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I don't get that mentality of like, "Well, I don't Sticking put ten it years out. into." Uh, so what? You yes. gonna be miserable for mm-hmm. another ten years, or you can cut your losses now? That's it's gonna hurt tough. a little bit and move the fuck on. That's a real tough place to be, mm-hmm. and I can't even lie. I've been there a couple times, and I feel like. <laughs> Keep it a bean. This is a I'm going to keep it a stack because mm-hmm. you get so attached not only to this person, especially mm-hmm. if you are. Yes, if you're invested, not to mention if the sex and intimacy mm. is at a level where it's like, oh, Ooh, true. Won't, won't sex like, won't it? It'll cancel Girl. Christmas, bitch. Like, Girl. But I think people get so stuck mm-hmm. in the comfort of, one, knowing the person. Mm-hmm. Um, not having to learn anybody else mm-hmm. new once they do decide to cut mm-hmm. their, that loss. Um, it's such a struggle to mm-hmm. to adjust sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people stay. Mm-hmm. That's that's and a heavy topic. What I learned too was it's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And I didn't learn this um, with a relationship. I learned it with a job, right? Okay. I kept kind of like hitting a wall of wanting to get a promotion and it not really happening. I'm like, what is going on? And I was being very negative. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I had to stop for a second. I was in my feelings. And I was like, okay, I'm allowing myself to be in my feelings. It was like a, a next go round of promotion that didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, let me stop. I need to look at this in a different perspective. Okay. If this is not working, what can I do to yes. make it work? And so, like, I've been doing some extra training and investing in myself. So, I'm like, the next time this opportunity comes around, I want to be ready. ready. Yeah. And so, like, even relationships, I think sometimes, like, when things don't work out, we need to shift our perspective about why. Come on. You tapping into social work. You a little therapist, too. Come on now. Changing your perspective really does change a lot. Because it's like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And one of my favorite things is two (laughs) things can be true. Yes, that Mm. bitch didn't deserve the promotion over me but also what can I do what does she do that maybe I didn't think that mm. I did you know what mm. I'm saying and so and it takes a real mature person to look at it in that way and say alright let me get my shit together mm-hmm. pull up my bootstraps and yes. get myself in shape to be ready for the next exactly mm-hmm. the ego I, my best friend also Michelle Obama says this no, but my best, best friend <laughs> <laughs> no I was saying really <laughs> best friends told me this but it's originally from Michelle Obama's book um, the ego is very intrusive mm. and it can literally intrude on any and every aspect yes, of, of your, your life, life. Mm-hmm. and so to be able to do that and kind of talk yourself down and say alright well bitch you really won't doing this this and this yep. and if you act right you can you have a chance mm-hmm. to do it in mm-hmm. order to get the next promotion yep. when it comes around yep. I think that's a full thing and in social work we call that a positive reframe okay um, so it's looking at the situation yes. in a positive direction thinking of how much power you have to change yes. the outcome if it rolls around like the girl I work I told her I said shift your Again. perspective as opposed to thinking like oh he did all of this to me and then I said maybe you should shift your perspective as to God's giving you a new life mm-hmm. you didn't think that you would be mm-hmm. in a new city on your own you've never been on your own and this is your chance to really explore mm-hmm. and really embrace a new chapter Bloom in your life you're holding on to something 
that's, that's comfortable to you back there and it's not allowing you to really grow and embrace where you are. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're feeling uncomfortable because God is making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so you can start- let that shit go. Let it go. <laughs> Just die. Let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> it's so, it's, I mean, it's one thing to say it, but it's actually mm-hmm. another to mm-hmm. live it and like being on the outside now when, I mean, just yesterday it's like no not yesterday but <laughs> i was just there like mm-hmm. you know speaking from that place is very mm-hmm. tough it's yes. very tough so i feel what your friend is mm-hmm. going through um but hopefully she can see the benefit of letting shit let it go, go. let it go <laughs> ain't let it, it go. elsa it's powerful yeah let me go yeah let that hurt go sis mm-hmm. let that let nigga shit go, just sis. fall into place where Woo! it may and it will and it will it's the same, all the time um that i try i never get it right i'm horrible it's okay well we got it it's something about like if you wait for all the ducks to be in a row it'll never happen Mm. sometimes you just got to pick up what you Mm -hmm. can and keep it moving Mm. and then once you get there sort out what you have that's a whole nugget yes because they'll never the ducks everything will never Never be be all in line Mm -hmm. and you have to work with what you have and just say you know i'm gonna gather this Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make it work make it work people are scared to do that and that's the hard part Mm -hmm. because we always like I feel like that's our safety net. Yeah. Like, well, this isn't right. I'm gonna wait till I have this saved up, or I'm gonna yes. wait till I have that. And like you said, you went out to LA and was like, "I'm gonna make it I work." Sure did. And you landed <laughs> on your feet. You picked up the ducks you had. I did, and I landed. I and did. everyone I know that does that. They're fine. Good money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're fine. Yeah. Perfect leaves you nowhere to go. So it's like, okay, you might as well start somewhere and figure it out along the way. Mm-hmm. It's very important just to know that nothing is ever gonna be exactly how mm-hmm. you want it to mm-hmm. make a move like mm-hmm. well you just spoke to me because i'm ready to make a move i don't know okay. what the move is but okay i mean i feel it in my spirit okay you know uh, you... i've been wanting to move okay but i have been in that scared place i'm like oh i haven't done this before and oh what do i do i mean i was literally talking about in the last four years i've lived in four apartments within a one mile radius wow <laughs> of each other. that is so much. Why? Yes, and even that is like ah! what? And I want to go, but I'm like, oh my god, Just if I can't handle that. a move across the street, across the street, <laughs> not even across the water, but literally yes. across the street. But I have a newfound sense of confidence in the last yes. like. I would say I two years, it. where it's just like, okay, I'm just waiting for the right opportunity as far as because there is. I think that you shouldn't be foolish and just jump out the window. That's so true. For me, it's like. <laughs> A job. Okay. That, that's my only requirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than that, I feel like I can figure everything else out. Mm-hmm. If I can go somewhere and I have a job, I want to have a job before I get there. I'm good. I feel comfortable picking up and going. So I've been looking at some other things and wanted to change some things up. Mm-hmm. And it's really great to have a partner. Like I told you before we started the show, Caitlin's like, I will follow you anywhere you go. Okay. As long as it's not Baton Rouge Clint or Flint. <laughs> no, I think. With good that, reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody supporting you along the way, mm-hmm. especially when you are a little bit scared about taking the leap, mm-hmm. that thing, that's a big leap. Yes. To move away from your family, to mm-hmm. move to a place where you don't know nobody, mm-hmm. like having that safety, that support mm-hmm. of someone else who you know is in your corner no matter what mm-hmm. is, yes. I think, And a she's huge like asset. excited to like... She's an adventurous person like I am. And mm-hmm. like she had a really interesting, um, she made a really interesting statement to me because even though she wasn't born in the States, she's been here since since she was four. Okay. So this is home to her. And I remember I said something. I was like, yeah, um, I want to go. And she was like, I don't mind going. She was like, I'm far away from home anyway. Aww. And I was like, Harrisonburg isn't is far. She was like, yeah, but even though I haven't been there, Belarus is home. 
Wow. And she was like, I'm far away from home, so it's nothing for me to feel like pick I can up pick and up just, and go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you think you'll ever visit Belarus? We're going to Belarus in August. <gasps> Woo! Yes. National Bay. We are. We're going to Amsterdam. Okay. Um, we're going to fly into Amsterdam. And we're going to do Amsterdam for two days. Then we're going to take the train to Moscow. Okay. And then we'll I cannot wait do Moscow see. for like three days. And then we're going to go to Belarus. She's okay. from Gomel, Belarus. Okay. Um, the orphanage that she was at is gone now. Okay. But we found an orphanage and we're volunteering at the oh orphanage. Oh, my God. The whole That's time we're in, be in Belarus. So um, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Life. And like, it's really interesting interesting. My mom was like, what do y'all have in common? What do y'all do? Y'all like bowling? I'm like, my mom bowling. She's just trying to figure it out. But it's so interesting because we have so much in common in different ways. So like, you know how I said, I'm attached to the black struggle and like how we've lost traditions and customs Mm -hmm. along the way. And I kind of just took for granted. I'm like, oh my God, this is a white woman. Maybe I shouldn't date her. Mm -hmm, And I was mm -hmm. like, we talk about things and she's like, yeah, but I don't know what home is either. Mm. When I talk about like we're from, we're African American, but we don't know where mm-hmm, home is. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know where home is either. Mm. She's like, my my birth certificate says I'm Belarusian and Gypsy, mm. but that's mm-hmm. all I know about myself. Mm-hmm. And trying to relearn her traditions and customs ah. and a longing for home, and that's something we have in common: two different places, and but two very di- similar. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow, mm-hmm. I am just I'm obsessed. I hope y'all can get this YouTube. Crack- <laughs> Popping. So that when you go, you we already have did our first footage. Video. We already did our first. Is video. it up or what? It's not up yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is it up? <laughs> Can I subscribe? Look for it in the next week. Okay. I'm gonna edit it, but the first video is her doing my makeup. Ooh, <laughs> this is a good one. We have some, I have some really great ideas. We're gonna do like okay. a dress like me video. I she saw has her doing like hair me. last night. I told you I'm upset. Girl, <laughs> she was beating my ass. But like she was so rough. Oh my god. Um, but we have some like how we met videos. Okay. We, we definitely want to document. She's really big on giving back and like service. Okay. And that's one thing that I feel like I've always wanted to do and I just didn't do enough of. Uh-huh. And she's that's like the forefront of her life. Oh, beautiful. And so any, anything that we do, she's like, how can we get back? How can uh-huh. we do this? How can we do that? So the first thing when we said we were going back to Belarus, I thought it was very interesting that she was trying to figure out how she could give back mm. money, time, resources, mm-hmm. you know, um, to she's like, I've been so blessed with my mm. life you know like what are the odds she's like what are the odds that I'm from Belarus and you're from Richmond and we ended up together right you know and so she's like I want to have a too. very unique story very 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 I, know, I think um, I can't wait to hear it I Thank really you. can't on this YouTube channel and I can't wait to hear about the next adventures that you have in LA girl Ooh. I mean girl when I tell you I thrive okay <laughs> <laughs> yes Jasmine ah. yes I really I I love my city, and as much as I love living in LA, I'm always I'm I'm thinking of ways to be able to get a blue crab and come home <laughs> <laughs> to really come back and give to my city, put mm-hmm. on for my city. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be make some type of connect, some I, I'm not sure what that'll look like, but mm-hmm. it's always in the forefront of my mind. Like even though I'm here making a life for myself in LA, how can that translate to the greater good of 
I think you are a testament to sometimes just living your life until you find that avenue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes living your life is an inspiration. Just Mm -hmm. like how Kobe was living his life and he inspired others. Mm -hmm. I mean, even someone, I'm your peer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, Jasmine moved out to LA. Damn. (laughs) Wow, she was at USC. And like, so to see someone, like I said, that I grew up with, like we come from the same place and you're accomplishing so many great things and Mm -hmm. being independent. Being yourself is inspiring. Mm -hmm. You never know who you're inspiring. No, seriously. It's like, I always think like, wow people are so brave just to go out there <laughs> like how are you living girl I like you cannot ask your grandma for nothing like girl, for me I'm like there's no safety now no what's safety. happening um, yeah, it's been a rough ride and I, I forget that a lot because I just be feeling like, girl, you got to do this thing mm-hmm. on top of this. I've always been an ambitious mind. Mm-hmm. Like my mind never stops. So it's always like, okay, what do you need to do to set your up, yourself up for success mm-hmm. within the next couple years? Cause right. you know, you made the move and, and when you were 25 then you graduated, just graduated, what you going to do now? What's up? Mm-hmm. Like I'm my own and we all are a lot yeah. of people, worst my credit. own worst critic. Pushing, yeah. Um, so a venture that I actually started at the end of December, um, was, uh, this company, consulting company called, okay. uh, Greater Good LA. Come on. And what I do is... We got is, y'all. Okay. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> no. Follow us. Follow <laughs> us at Greater Good LA. Um, I am a consultant for people who want to create nonprofits oh. and people who already have nonprofits. So I help them grow by, uh, networking in the community, uh, coalition building, um, grant writing, yes. um, fundraising. Uh, so it's just a way for me to continue to sharpen my skills as a social worker mm-hmm. because I do have that background in nonprofit development. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a way for me to connect in the L.A. community to eventually come back home and bring... You want to come back? Uh, well, bring it back home. Okay, okay, drop support, it off. Support, support... <laughs> Support people back home in Do the a same by. capacity, you know. <laughs> so I'm starting it where I'm at, where where I'm at, where I am, where, <laughs> where I am. But eventually, I want to grow it to become right. Greater Good mm-hmm. RVA or yeah. VA, so that you know I can do the same thing for people here. Yes. So yes, I'm trying. I'm trying, but yeah, you're doing. You're not trying. You're actually doing. Mm, you're right. You're right. I'm doing, doing. Perspective. Yes. <laughs> Positive perspective. So how can everybody keep up with you and all the great goods that you're doing by coastally? Yes, by coastal. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow me on Instagram at Jasmina, spelled J-A-S-M-E-A-N-A-A-A. Mm-hmm. You know what that reminded me of? The Parkers. A A A. Okay, I love a little Nikki. A A A. Yes. So Jasmina is my personal Instagram, and then Greater Good LA is uh, underscore Greater Good LA. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And you can keep up with me at starring underscore Chelsea. Uh, follow the podcast at Single the City Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a mailbag very soon because yes. I'm like my email is. Y'all forgive me, okay? So I'm going to sift through, and we're going to do a mailbag episode of some questions that people have about the show, as well as asking for advice. So um, be on the lookout for that. And like I said, me and Caitlin will be having a YouTube channel. It's going to be called Madly Monroe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Madly Monroe, um, that is... You know what? We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Oh my God. Yes. That was oodles of oodles fun. and oodles of fun. Yes. I want to flex.
That's gonna be that's gonna be my new last name. What? Monroe. Girl, did I?